You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, welcome back to Bible Plus. In today's Bible Plus podcast, we come to Luke 19, verses 1 through 27, and now mainly be covering the saving of Zacchaeus, which is in verses 1 through 10, and the Lord teaching his disciples about faithfulness in service. Those are verses 11 through 27. So to begin, in the previous podcast of Luke 18, there's the account of the rich young ruler. And it is interesting that in this chapter, uh, Luke 19, we have the account of Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector who had become rich by extorting taxes from the Jews. In the previous podcast, the rich young ruler came asking the Lord Jesus, what does he do to inherit eternal life? Uh, in the Lord's answer, we see that he used the commandments to expose the rich young ruler's oppression to riches and his inability to follow the Lord. The young ruler's failure was not that he did not see his own impossibility, but rather his inability to contact the God of possibility. So no matter how successful we are in keeping the law, the commandments of God, or in quote, quote, pleasing God, eventually the law uh, will find us out, we'll find, find out our weaknesses, and we will be finished, we'll be undone. So at that point, we have two options. Either we go away sorrowing, just like that young rich ruler did, or we embrace Christ as Jubilee, as we will see in this account of Zacchaeus' salvation. Only the Lord Jesus himself can free us from any oppression. He's the only one that's able to free us from anything that oppresses us. And uh, it is by his grace that we can truly be free to follow him and serve him in his gospel service. So let's take a look into Luke 19. So here we're in uh, verses 1 and 2. It states, it reads this way, And he entered and was passing through Jericho. And behold, there was a man whose name was called Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. So here we see that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. So in Jewish, Jewish society, Zacchaeus was not only a tax collector, but a leading sinner. So Jewish people saw Zacchaeus as a leading sinner because he became rich through his sinfulness as a tax collector and extortioner. But in verses 3 to 5, we see Zacchaeus was seeking to see Jesus. So in verses 3 and 5, it reads like this, And he was seeking to see Jesus, who he is, and he could not because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. Verse 4, And he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree, that he might see him, for he was about to pass through that way. Verse 5, And as he came to the place, Jesus looked up, and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay in your house. So in these verses, we see that Zacchaeus was seeking to see Jesus. 
but could not because he was small in stature. Therefore, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see if he could see the Lord Jesus. Um, in these verses, though, we are not told that he saw the Lord, but rather the Lord looked up to him. So the scene was not on Zacchaeus' side, but on the Savior's side, the Lord himself. Once again, we see here that the Lord Jesus, as the man Savior, he had the highest standard of morality in saving sinners. Nothing was done by the sinner. Rather, everything was done by the Savior, even the seen. So in our salvation, we see that seemingly we're the ones who are looking for God or for Jesus. But actually, it was the Lord who came and looked upon us. This is a wonderful uh, revelation of how God seeks us out. Also, not only was the man Savior sought out, um, not only did he sought out Zacchaeus, but the Lord himself stayed in Zacchaeus' home. Verse 6 says, we are told that Zacchaeus, it says, hurried and came down and welcomed him, rejoicing. So in Zacchaeus, he more than likely was uh we consider his profession, which was a chief tax collector, he was an isolated person because he was despised to the uttermost by the Jewish community. Especially the Pharisees, the religionists, they did not care for him because to them he was more unclean than someone with leprosy. But never, nevertheless, in front of a large crowd, the Lord Jesus told Zacchaeus, Today I must stay in your house. Wow, what a great surprise that must have been to Zacchaeus and to everyone in the crowd. I mean, the entire city of Jericho must have been shaken by it because verse 7 says, And seeing it, they all grumbled, saying, He has gone in to lodge with a sinful man. So from these verses, uh, from, th from this, the Lord uh, was seeking uh, Zacchaeus and not only was he seeking Zacchaeus, but even he stayed at Zacchaeus' house. And we see that from this issue, uh, the dynamic power of the Lord's salvation to Zacchaeus. You could even say it was a spontaneous issue of the dynamic power of the Lord's salvation. So in reading verses 1 through 7, we are not told that the Lord said much to Zacchaeus. However, Zacchaeus, uh, it's amazing how he responded in such a strong way by recognizing the Savior as his Lord. Verse 8 says, And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, the half of my possessions, Lord, I give to the poor. I mean, Zacchaeus responded in such a strong way, even though he had not heard the Lord's teaching concerning material uh, possessions. We have seen that in verse 8, Zacchaeus went on to say to the Lord, If I have taken from anyone by false accusations, I restore four times as much. What Zacchaeus did here was according to the requirements of the law for restoration, according to Exodus 22.1. So what this shows us is that the spontaneous issue of the dynamic power of the Lord's salvation uh, very much was real to Zacchaeus. Also, in the case of Zacchaeus, um, Zacchaeus' salvation, we see the Lord's salvation is actually the Lord himself. Verse 5 says, Today I must stay in your house. But in verse 9, the Lord Jesus says to Zacchaeus, Today 
Salvation has come to this house. So when we put these two verses together, we see that the I in verse five is equal to salvation in verse nine. This indicates that salvation is actually the Lord himself. When he comes, salvation comes. Hallelujah. Wherever he stays, their salvation stays. So just kind of to cap or to summarize uh, this uh, matter of Zacchaeus, we see that he was a captive under uh, oppression and the Lord came seeking him and saving him as a lost one. In the sight of the religious Pharisees, Zacchaeus was a leading sinner for he was a chief tax collector. But in the sight of the man savior, he was a captive under oppression. Before he climbed up the tree to see the Lord, Zacchaeus may have given uh, much consideration to how to be released from his sinful condition. If you consider me, Zacchaeus was a Jew, so he must have been condemned in his conscience for working as a tax collector, collector to, uh, to gather taxes for the Roman Empire and even being a traitor to his country. Uh, so he may have tried to get out of his sinful condition, but he was unable to do so. Uh, why? Because he was a captive. I mean, he was oppressed by his riches. And uh, as we have pointed out, Zacchaeus responded to the Lord in the way he did because of the dynamic power of the Lord's salvation. So with the Lord as the man savior, there is this dynamic power and this power is of the Holy Spirit. Uh, when the Lord came to minister the Jubilee, he did it by the Holy Spirit. In chapter four of Luke, uh, he's the one that declared the spirit of the Lord was upon him because he had been anointed to proclaim release to the captives. So the Lord had been appointed and anointed to proclaim the Jubilee to all those who were oppressed. Uh, the account of Zacchaeus ends in Luke nineteen ten, which says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Here we see that Zacchaeus is not only a sinner, but he was also lost. So the Savior came to Jericho purposely to seek and to save such a lost one. Uh, the Lord seeking Zacchaeus in Luke 19, uh, we may compare it to his seeking, that is the Lord seeking the Samaritan woman in John 4. The Savior told Zacchaeus, I must stay in your house. And in John 4, 4, the Lord said to the Samaritan woman, or I'm sorry, he said to the disciples, he had to pass through Samaria. It was necessary for him to go through Samaria in order to meet a lost Samaritan woman. So the Lord went there to seek her and save her. And the same thing happened here in Luke 19. The Lord also had to stay in Zacchaeus' house in order to save this lost person. So after Zacchaeus' dynamic salvation, um, we go on to the next part of Luke uh, 19, which is verses 11 through 27. And here we see the Lord taught his disciples uh, by uh, teaching them the matter of being faithful in the gospel service. Or we can say the teaching about faithfulness. And I won't elaborate too much here, uh, this whole uh, parable on this parable, but there is something to see regarding this parable because it's actually 
Uh, very interesting how um, this is a continuation of Zacchaeus' uh, account. So in Luke 19, 11, it says, Now as they heard these things, he spoke, a, he spoke further a parable, because he was near to Jerusalem, and they supposed that the kingdom of God was about to instantly appear. So this further parable is spiritually a continuation of the former case of Zacchaeus' salvation. This uh, parable depicts how the saved ones should serve the Lord so that they may inherit the coming kingdom. Uh, so what do we see in this parable? Well, we see that there is a need for us to serve faithfully after we have been saved. Uh, we need to understand why the further parable in, in, in 19, 11 through 27 follows the case of Zacchaeus. And the reason is that after we have been saved, we need to serve the Lord faithfully. Uh, we see the same matter in chapter 10 of Luke, uh, where the case of Mar Martha and Mary follows the parable of the Good Samaritan. So this indicates that after salvation, we need to serve. The same thought occurs in Luke chapter 14, 16, and 17. Uh, here in Luke 19, we see that after salvation, we need to take care of the Lord's service. So in here in this parable, it opens with a word concerning, quote, quote, a certain man of noble birth. No, no doubt this man's noble birth is Jesus himself because his birth was the birth of divinity and humanity. That is a God man. So the parable in 19, uh, in this part of uh, Luke 19, verses 11 through 27, resembles that in Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. However, in Matthew 25, the Lord gave talents to his slaves according to each, one, each one's ability. But in Luke 19, uh, uh, here, it, uh, the gifts, the minas, are given equally. Since this parable, it mainly emphasizes the common portion given equally to each, each uh, servant uh, based upon the common salvation. So nevertheless, uh, each parable makes the point that after we are saved, we need to serve faithfully. We need to use what has been given to us. You know, if you consider what has been given to us, well, we have received the divine life with its attributes and the Holy Spirit with his gifts. And those who have received the gifts of the divine life and the Holy Spirit, we need to use these gifts as the capital, quote unquote, to do business quote unquote, and gain profit for the Lord himself. So praise the Lord for the gospel of Luke. It clearly reveals that the saved ones need to be faithful in serving the Lord. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Grace to you.